0: morning bro morning bro how are you doing
1: i'm well and yourself
0: i'm all right so the, we are the obvious brothers and uh we say the things that you could hear on the tv after we say them i'm obvious steve and
1: this is obvious john
0: hi obvious john so how long we've we been doing this podcast john
1: uh is this year three?
0: Oh wow you're really that far off but anyway okay uh so seems,
1: seems like a while
0: it has it has uh I, I know we were doing it when we were in scottsdale together in 2017 so that's more than three for those of you who don't do math so so john you, you realize this is the the first podcast so when, when i've had to deal with a certain issue right what's that uh, my, my alma mater losing to the team you root for.
1: <laughs> That's right. Finally.
0: Finally, yeah. Well, took a bit of doing too.
1: Yeah, I tried to piss it away.
0: Yeah, well, okay. So, so for those of you who don't understand the uh, inside speak, IU beat Purdue last night in Assembly Hall at Bloomington in the first time they beat them in the last 10 tries. The last IU coach did not beat them at all in his, in his career, right, John?
1: That's part of the reason why he's no longer there. Right, yeah.
0: And so the new coach, Mr. Woodson, wins his first matchup with Purdue. And the, uh, the IU fans amazingly stormed the court last night, John.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute. And we beat a top five ranked team, so uh, I'm not shocked that they did. Yeah.
0: So I, I can hear what Coach Knight would say about storming the floor after beating Purdue.
1: Act like you've been there before.
0: <laughs> well, we beat them all the time. What's the big deal? But uh, yeah. But anyway, so that was, uh, uh, I guess I have to say it was a fun game. Came down to the end, and uh, but came out on the short end of it and uh, so it's Black Friday here, and I know I know it made John feel better, and uh, it's not quite good enough so that he killed the Wardle this morning, but he came pretty close, right, John?
1: Yeah, the Wardle is uh, wordle's fun. Kind of got me hooked on it.
0: Is that right? Yeah. There have been discussions, I, you probably have seen them in your Twitter timeline, about whether there should be more than one a day.
1: Yeah, you kind of get... A hankering for them when you when you get a couple going especially when you're in a groove but i think one a day is probably smart it keeps it uh keeps you coming back for more right
0: yeah i guess yeah i i, lo- I love the word hankering there john hankering yeah okay it is interesting that the guy who did it or i guess i should say does it um uh did not uh, copyright the notion and so somebody else was trying to uh, you know steal it yeah yeah and, and created an app called wardle and uh caused some controversy but uh, there you go so wardle there you go we, we've been wardling and uh this morning is uh yeah and for those of you who don't know what wardle is uh somebody summed it up on twitter perfectly Wardle is words without friends. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one.
0: Oh, I, I, I think I forwarded it to you, but you you ignore most of what I forward to you anyway. So
1: <laughs> I don't have that much free time in a day.
0: Well, okay. I, I, it's not nice for me to say you're lying uh, on, on the podcast, but uh, so we should probably just go on then, John. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So. So, John, uh, you, you won the game last night. Uh, Where does that put IU in terms of uh, uh, being in the NCAA field? And uh, what else do we want to say about the NCAA field uh, in, in uh, not even late January?
1: Yeah, it's still a little early to, to make those, you know, the first four in, last four out, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I would say with their record right now if they get a couple more quality wins they got to get some good road wins which they don't really have um, that would be then I would say that they're solidly in the tournament yes
0: I, I, have, I have Mr. Lenardi who is not famously accurate uh, up and I think Thought he had them as a nine, but I can't find them. So,
1: no, he's, 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 he's yesterday he's, or after he's, yesterday.
0: Well, I you know I can't find a time. You know, updated the twenty first seven a.m. So uh, this is updated this morning. So they're probably better than a nine, huh?
1: Yeah, I would uh, think so. Maybe they're an eight.
0: Yeah, he's got him on the eight line. And I guess I have to look around now and figure out what he did to Purdue because he he hasn't been a fan. So uh, still has Purdue on the two line. So just kind of surprising. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, right now I, I listened to my man Bracket Bill Dave, was on the radio yesterday and was saying right now, uh, it is possible that uh, Big 12 could get maybe eight teams in, John. And, in fact, Lenardi has eight in the tournament right now with seven Big Ten and seven Big East teams. in. so uh, that's uh, – so that, uh, considering the Big 12, and, and one of those things we think is damn funny, only has ten teams in it, and, and one of them can't go to the tournament, Oklahoma State, uh, uh, it seems uh, quite the thing to think they might have eight of the nine eligible teams in the tournament.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to end up shaking out that way. That's that's a snapshot of the current moment because they're going to they're all going to beat up on each other.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the thing about all these early projections is they get all these half the leagues going and everything, but they have to play each other so especially in that league where they do a pure round robin. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. All right. So, uh, IU on the eight, Purdue on the two eight Big 12 teams in. And I guess uh, we, we won't chat too much about uh, – let's see. It's Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, and Gonzaga. Gonzaga,
1: yep. Which Auburn is definitely the – surprise of the year this year wouldn't you say Mm
0: -hmm. well I I actually think and based well all of those are surprises except for Gonzaga who everybody thought was pretty loaded coming back and has a kid a freshman who seven footer who can really play uh Baylor,
1: Baylor lost three or four of their starters from last year's championship team
0: Well, I I know they lost the two guards who were their top two scorers and kind of their spark plug. So, yes, it's a surprise that they're back on top. Uh, I didn't see anybody picking Arizona. And, uh, yeah, Auburn, I think, is is not a surprise they're good, but I don't think anybody thought they would be this good. And uh, I have Auburn and Kentucky as a game to watch this week. It's tomorrow at 1, John, so – Kentucky's like number 12 in the country, so.
1: Yeah, that's should, be a good
0: one. Yeah, that's it. That should be a test. All right. Uh, big game in the Big Ten tonight. The two top teams in the Big Ten, uh, Mi- Michigan State and Wisconsin play at Wisconsin tonight on FS1, John. So,
1: there's just something to snooze, through. A lot of Big Ten games on the uh, FS1 this year instead of on the big 10 network. It seems like until the weekend, then we'll have a bunch on Saturday and Sunday, won't we?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, when, when everybody plays in a tight window, but yeah, it's clearly, clearly FS one has, uh, Fox has bought, uh, some big 10 games. I, I don't know how that works. So
1: both games tomorrow are on, out of the big 10 are on FS one, Illinois, Maryland and, or today. And, uh, yeah, in Michigan State, they've,
0: they've been doing a Friday night doubleheader. But all right, well let, let, let us push on. We've covered Wardle and and basketball, John. Uh, what else do we want to want to cover? Uh, other quality TV watching this week, John? Uh, I guess I guess you watched something last night. I am not going to watch. So
1: yeah, that, that I'm not even sure if I'm going to keep watching it. It's pretty cheesy, but uh, I've been watching the new Pete peacemaker series on hbo max which is a part of the uh the dc comic um universe i guess for lack of a better term
0: so you you don't call it the dcu
1: they don't earn the respect of um, such a close title to the mcu
0: is that right okay it's 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 cute that you have, have kind of an order in your head of such things, John. So, uh, not not a fan of the of the new one on HBO Max. Uh,
1: it's funny. It's quirky. I mean, it's it's got John Cena as the as peacemaker. You know, you know, another WWE guy turned actor that's not a great actor, um, but he, <laughs> he fits his. He fits his niche pretty good as being the big goofy um, anti-hero. I guess is really what he is.
0: Yeah. So, so in other words, you're you're telling me he does not have to stretch as an actor.
1: <laughs> no, no, just be big and goofy.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so John, we both watched the Tender Bar, which I know got a. A uh, bunch of SAG nominations uh, this last week, uh, and I don't know that we ever talked about it.
1: Yeah, we we uh, kind of forgot about to discuss it, didn't we?
0: Yeah, poor Ben Affleck. He, uh, we we haven't uh, kept his uh, career pumped up uh, with uh, you know,
1: kudos. And he was very good in that in that movie, and the movie itself was very good.
0: Yeah, the movie the movie is very good, based on a memoir of the guy. Um, who grows up to be a writer. And it's about his childhood and, and how he develops into, well, sort of one of the through lines is how he develops into becoming a writer. But there's a lot of funny stuff that goes along. And uh, Affleck plays his uncle who runs a bar in, in uh, one of the boroughs of New York and uh, who is an autodidact and uh tries to teach him about books and and uh, also
1: about man full of
0: wor- full 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 of words of wisdom yes, yes. Uh, there are, there are manly rules yes right
1: So the five man rules yeah yeah it's, it's a good i mean it's coming of age story um based on a true story so it it's got some you know they have no money they come out of nowhere so i i i liked it it's his The family dynamic in the group is pretty pretty funny, yeah. Especially with the dad, uh, not the kid's dad, but the Ben Affleck and his sister, which is the kid's mom. That's all living in the house and certain different phases.
0: Grant, Grant Grandpa is thrilled that they keep showing up. Yeah, yeah,
1: they keep moving back in.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so so that that's a good film. You should see it. As I said, it got several SAG awards that indicate that it has some quality to it. And I noticed uh, if you're in the right place, you see it advertised, but uh, I haven't seen it on broadcast TV advertised much. Of course, I live in Pennsylvania, John, where we have more people running for the governor and Senate than uh, there are in a lot of states. So yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the ads are uh, both, both pro and con are, are, are hot and heavy already, oh. so. Yeah. So you do know the the famed Dr. Oz is running for the Senate
1: from here, right? I thought, you know, so he's running in PA. Yeah. Because I saw billboards for him and ads for him when I was in Florida. Which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, that is. uh, Well, maybe he's hitting the Snowbird crowd. He, He clearly... Acts like he has money to burn. And then there's another guy who is a hedge fund manager who's running who is from here in Bloomsburg, supposedly. Uh, and uh, well, he he clearly went to high school here, so back in the day. Uh, and he he's a, he uh, retired as a hedge fund manager and he clearly ha- has the money to burn, right? So <laughs> yeah, and, and there are already negative ads about him. So if you're watching broadcast TV, you know, you know about that time of evening, it is one for one, one for the other, one negative ad. So they're not having to work real hard at selling ads, say, to uh, quiet little Ben Affleck movies. So
1: No. Yeah.
0: So that's that's our fun. Literally, there are 15 Republicans running for governor. Wow. And I think it is eight running for Senate on the Republican side. So,
1: uh, Have you seen any of the ones that are running for governor in the great state of Texas?
0: Well, I know I know Beto has because people keep asking me to contribute to Beto's campaign. But uh, no, I, have, I haven't seen how many.
1: There's uh, a little piece of work, his name. Have you heard of Don Huffines before?
0: No. Can is Abbott running again?
1: oh, oh yeah.
0: Oh. so so you don't have term limits in Texas.
1: For the Apparently government. not, Apparently right not. not. <coughs> okay.
0: So you got a real crazy running? Yeah, but only nice. one in Texas, they only have one real crazy running.
1: Well, <laughs> this one's pretty pretty uh, he's pretty special.
0: Is he?, oh, that's good. That's entertaining. Um, does he want
1: to secede? Does he want does he want a what? to what? Secede. Yeah, he, he's uh, so uh, he's a, he wants to be a I think he wants to be the Trump of I mean, he just has some off the walls sayings. I mean, he's he's got billboards that are, you know, build the wall and Ship out the illegals, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's something.
0: Yeah, well, good, good, good to talk. Good, 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 good thing to talk about. Nobody, nobody's ever explained to me how, how many. Isn't it like ten million illegal people we think we have in this country? That that's some serious shipping out.
1: That's going to take a lot of trucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's one way to put it. Yeah. Take a lot of trucks. All right. All right. Well, we probably ought to talk about something else. So so John, you want to start by talking in NFL by talking about the Cowboys, or you just want to slide right by that?
1: I mean the, they broke my heart again. So yeah. I mean that's about all I got to say about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just gonna put this out there and I'll let you object if you want to. I don't know that I've seen quite as bad a play, either call or execution, as the last play of that game. Yeah. Your man, Tony Romo, who I can't stand because he won't stop talking, just said you can't get tackled in the middle of the field because you probably aren't getting another (laughs) play. And so what do they do? They actually run a play where literally they're going to get tackled in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah. A little 20, 25 yard scramble up the middle of the field. That goes down. The referee was still back. Right. 10 yards behind the original line of scrimmage. Didn't yeah. didn't yeah. make much of an effort to, I, I didn't feel to get up there and get the ball spotted, but. Well, um,
0: I, I've already, i got, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, but on the other hand, somebody said Dak shouldn't have done what he did. He should have gotten up and handed him the ball. Is what he, he should have done.
1: He was twenty uh, yards behind the line of scrimmage.
0: Well, you know, but he can't set it down and, and act like he can get the center to snap it because the guy's got to touch the ball, I guess, by rule. Yeah, before to they to touch snap it. it, right? So, and, and yeah, I heard one of the quarterbacks doing analysis saying, "You know that as a quarterback." you know, you can't just sit there on the ground and run the next play. So, you know, you turn and find the official and hand on the ball, but he didn't. So it was, it was quite the cluster. So
1: it was, that was a then, pretty fitting way to end the season. I'll put it that way.
0: Well, <laughs> so in San Francisco, San Francisco and fairness helped them, uh, by not being able to make a fourth and an inch, uh, on the other end of the field and uh you know uh they jumped off well
1: yeah they moved
0: moved and got back from an inch to five yards in an inch which you don't go for then right so uh so that was kind of a that's a cock up on their part but they got away with it so always good to have the lead in those situations
1: right for sure
0: yeah yeah because the the coming behind thing is uh it's not as automatic as people make it out to be.
1: Yeah, and even even if they do get that ball spotted and spiked and get, one, I mean, they're only they're only going to have one more play from the twenty-five and right. be in the end zone, and they're going to have pretty much all ten of the eleven. They're probably going to rush three people and have the other eight in the end zone waiting to. Right. So, yeah.
0: so you'll do you'll do like Las Vegas did and throw it to the one yard line. On the last play, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. That was crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah that that was another. Yeah, did did not look like a great play, uh, but that's yeah. So those were, but but out of the six games, those were the only two that were even terribly interesting at the end.
1: Yeah there there wasn't um, wasn't some close game not not real close games. Yeah. Some shockers, too. I mean, the Bills just absolutely owned the Patriots. That was,
0: that right. was quite the blowout. They walked their dog.
1: Yeah, walked the dog. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty surprising how poorly the Cardinals looked against the Rams.
0: Uh, I mean, was, Murray did not look like he was ready.
1: It's amazing to think that only, what, five, six weeks ago, they were, they were the number one seed in the, right. in the yeah. NFC. And then... They end up being a wild card and getting, getting bounced.
0: Yeah, I got it got bounced bad. Yeah, I uh, hmm. yeah, I was I was surprised too. Uh, I I did not actually write down what we picked, but I think I picked them and took the points. So, uh, and I think you went the other way.
1: I took the cards and the points. Oh, did, so you? did you? Yep. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, so we, we ended up even last week then huh? I think
1: I think we went three and three last week. I know I went three and three. I had the Bengals, the bills, the Cowboys, which I lost, the bucks which I covered. Pittsburgh did not cover and the cards did not cover. so I went three and three.
0: Well, I, I agreed with you on all those. I, I did I had the uh, I had the diners. But I had uh, I had Las Vegas, right? Yeah. So three and three. I thought we did better than that, but that's oh, well, uh, yeah. Um, so are you all psyched about the four games this weekend, or are the matchups? I, I they're low, the low point spreads, so that that bodes well. But yeah, that there's no. That, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get good games or games you want to see?
1: I think they should all be pretty good games. Uh, Should be an interesting weekend. You you know, last weekend, the Cowboys were the only home team to lose. And this weekend, honestly, I can see all the home teams losing this weekend. I mean, unlikely that all the favorites are going to win, but I, I can definitely foresee it.
0: Okay, so uh, last Sunday, some wise ass on my timeline and Twitter, uh, what what was it? Fifty to one if all the uh, underdogs won that day. So I I went and looked on the money line, John. Uh, I think you get thirties, low thirties to one on uh, all four of the underdogs winning
1: on a parlay.
0: Is that worth playing?
1: Uh, maybe for 10 bucks or so i don't know i'm not gonna put i wouldn't put a lot of money on it
0: well i didn't figure you were putting a lot of money on much of anything john but uh it's
1: true
0: you don't have ten $1, hundred dollar tickets uh
1: yeah explain that one to me
0: no i can't and and you know we shouldn't talk about it because josh got all mad about explaining the what do you call it? The, you can't explain, stupid or something. Right? Like yeah,
1: yeah. He was like, he, he was kind of butt hurt about the whole situation.
0: Yeah, more more butt hurt than I thought he ought to be. But uh, yes, there was somebody on Twitter was bragging about her winnings, and uh, she had she had a picture of ten $1, hundred dollar tickets, all with the same bet, right, John?
1: Yeah, all the exact- and all
0: within like seconds of each other. At the same place, same games, and we did not understand why she didn't just bet $1,000 once. But.
1: Maybe she was trying to uh, slow play the guy behind her that was waiting to get some <laughs> tickets put in, and she's been there just cutting off 10 tickets at a time. Ouch. <laughs> he's, yeah. getting, he's getting pissed off.
0: Yeah, she was she was uh, bet blocking him, huh, John?
1: Yeah, it's like when the eighty-five-year-old lady writes a check at the grocery store in front of you it takes yeah ten minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, no, no, it's more like being at, at, at a horse race, John, and they're about to go into the gate, and the person in front of you has got like three pages of notes that they're telling <laughs> they're running through <laughs> slowly. Yeah, that's. That's it. Oh okay. So uh yeah, we did not understand and she won the thousand dollar bets and uh, and cashed several thousand dollars worth of tickets. So
1: yeah, it's basically a thousand to win seven thousand, right?
0: Was that what it was? No, it was to win six thousand. Six
1: thousand cash seven, yeah. Yeah, cash seven,
0: right. Which which ain't bad doings.
1: No, nah, no, nah, I would have but that's not. But,
0: but that's not. That's not what you're going to do with the uh, the four game parlay on the underdogs uh, on this weekend's NFL. Then, huh? No,
1: I'll no. be. I'll be looking at some of the over unders too. That game and they're all pretty low. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah you're getting to that time of year
1: where and defense
0: is the matter. Yeah.
1: Defense matters. There's only going to be really one. One game above freezing. All of them are outdoors. Even Tampa Bay game. It's you know sixty-eight, fifty-eight degrees. That's cold for Tampa.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll think they're freezing to death. They're fifty-eight. So let's let's do like we did last week, John. One at a time here, starting Saturday at four thirty on I don't know what network. CBS. Uh, on CBS, the Bengals go to Tennessee, and as somebody pointed out, three out of these four are rematches. This is the only one that is not a rematch. So uh, forty-seven and a half, I have as the uh, over/under, and it's Titans by three and a half.
1: <clears throat> I have the same numbers. Um, well, I like the uh, the Bengals here and the over.
0: Okay. John, John Is uh, did, did, were you successful last week on picking the overs and unders?
1: Uh, yeah, I did pretty good on the overs and unders. I did okay. better on the over-unders than I did on my picks.
0: Okay. Uh, good, good to know. Just wondering. I, I was not keeping track. Uh, so uh, you like the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Uh, the Titans have been spotty coming down the stretch.
1: How healthy um, is Henry.
0: Uh, Hal Hethlund yeah Henry is back Derrick Henry the best back in the NFL I don't care what anybody says agreed Uh, and uh if he's healthy he could put a 200 burger on him right John and uh and and make a big difference but if he he hasn't played in seven or eight weeks or something like that and uh yeah, we're not we're not sure. This is the early season Tennessee team. We think it might be the late season Tennessee team, and the Bengals kind of have something. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Joey Bats has been uh been looking pretty good here recently. Yeah,
0: well, and he even threw a touchdown uh, on, on last Saturday uh, with one foot in the air that uh, it was was <laughs> con- rather controversial. So,
1: uh,
0: was it? Good. Well, yeah, I, they, I I saw I heard two different shows talk about it uh, early in the week that uh, whether they they should have called that off or not. And huh. I think everybody was in agreement that they should have waved it off, but uh, there you go, uh, they did not, and uh, and life goes on. The Bengals win, and rah rah.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean,
0: you can you you don't need anything to hear the you hear the whistle. Uh-huh. And you know, theoretically, when the whistle blows, everybody stops playing, which is what the Raiders were arguing. And uh, so uh, that they shouldn't have blown the whistle is obvious too, but that's yeah that's uh, a whole different thing. But yeah anyway, they-, they won. they've looked pretty good here lately. Uh, and you know, uh, he looks like he definitely in the quarterback matchup, he's going win with yeah. Tannehill. With uh, we're not sure that Coach Taylor from Cincinnati is. We're not sure he's a prime time player. But then Mr. Grable on the Titans side, I, I and he only has a modest reputation. Nobody really fears him as a coach, right?
1: No, um, I mean they've put up some. He's got a lot of wins in the last couple seasons, but they haven't, you know, made any deep runs, and they only like I, like you said it, it really is going to come down to, to Derrick Henry if he's shoot even if he it might be all they need to to win this game but it's going to be yeah, I think that's the factor yeah it's the Derrick Henry factor if he's not if he's not good then I don't think the Titans have I don't even think they win the game let alone yeah. the cover obviously
0: okay all right so that that's that's game 1 Game two is the Niners and the Packers, which I know is on Fox because I watched uh, FS1 last night and they relentlessly advertised it. Uh, the uh, uh, they played earlier, and God, I think I think the, Nin- Did the Niners beat them. I
1: believe.
0: Let me let me go here. I'll pull it on as early in the season
1: they lost 30 to 28 Okay, week- pack week- pa- packers three.
0: beat them in san francisco
1: correct so way back in week three when we weren't really sure if the niners were that good right and now they're the the hot team kind of has that i think it has that feel of the uh that team that gets real hot there at the end of the season and, and makes a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got a good running game with a lot of different players that can run the ball and different ways that they run the ball, whether it's sweeps or screens or, you know, and they have a dynamic player on the field with Debo Samuel. So
0: uh, Mr. Coach Shanahan has a great reputation as an offensive innovator who comes up with ways to get the right people, the ball in the right places. Mm, Yeah. uh, And uh, has had that reputation for two decades now and uh, uh, showed at times, especially early in the Dallas game, Mm -hmm. uh, they they seem to know what they were doing and have Dallas confused. So uh, there's a lot of that. There's also the flip side is the Packers have had some great records uh, in in the Aaron Rodgers uh, era. But as somebody pointed out, they are only seven and six since like 2003 at Lambeau. So uh, even though everybody thinks going there is treacherous, they, they have not been dominating there. So maybe it's not as big a deal as people claim it is. And maybe they're never really as good as they look. Are they, you know, the infamous they play in a soft division
1: mm-hmm.
0: at this point, and uh, that that and, and they've never looked good in the Rogers era with the buy. So, I I, 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 like the Niners in this game covering. Uh, I I like the four underdog parlay because I I wouldn't be horribly shocked. to I don't think they will but it wouldn't be horribly shocked come Sunday night for all four underdogs to have won. So uh, since yeah. this is the biggest spread at five and a half, mm-hmm. that, that, that's not a huge shock. And the rest of them are more likely than that, you would think. So, right. Yeah. So I, I think I, I'm taking the Niners and the points here.
1: Same. And I'm also taking the um, under in this game at 47. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Got a couple a of, of good defenses. Big,
0: not a very big number, no.
1: And well, I saw that uh, Bosa was supposed to be – it looked like he was going to be ready to play. So
0: I, I figured he would be. Uh, I didn't think it was a season-ending injury last week. But uh, their defense is very good at getting pressure with just four guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's valuable against Rodgers. So. Yes,
1: but he gets the ball out pretty quick.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's it's better to get it out. But it's a different thing getting it out with a four-man rush than if you're getting it out because they're blitzing. Because mm-hmm. you got a hot receiver, they're blitzing to hit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, you know, sometimes I ruin our momentum here, so I'm going to do that. There are eight quarterbacks playing this weekend, John. Who would you say has the most pressure on them to win?
1: Uh, Rodgers.
0: Okay. Uh, the next game, I suspect the guy might have some pressure on him to win. Uh, well, I think it's fair to say the guy, the uh, the other quarterback playing in the next game, if he never wins again, he still is going to be the goat, right? So.
1: Yeah, so you're talking about Stafford has a lot right. of pressure to win. Uh, yeah,
0: I think I that with what they've done in terms of short term window, giving up all their picks, few, few picks and future assets to get him and Vaughn Miller, and then they went and got OBJ uh, uh, and Jalen Ramsey, and they cleaned Two. the cupboard. They cleaned the cupboard to to make a run this year and maybe not. And, well, I think they suspect next. But here he is um, in a game that uh, they're playing somebody they've already beat. Uh, This is why they got him, right?
1: Yeah, this is is why they made the trade. This is why they made the move. I just – I don't know. I don't –
0: they looked good on, on uh, Monday night.
1: They did. Yeah, yeah. They, they really did. Um, that wasn't well, a game. But, uh, you know, this is a different – I mean, the Bucks' game plan is, couldn't be any more different than the Cardinals. I mean, it, I don't think there's any similarities between the two teams offensively. Um, so I think, you know, Brady being a little limited on his receivers – Basically, got Gronk and Mike Evans. Uh, Fournette really was irrelevant last week. We thought he might be a factor. He really wasn't. It's going to be a uh, going to be an interesting game.
0: You're right, but but to get back to uh, the San Francisco Green Bay game, which we we already picked, uh, Rogers really would have a lot to explain if they lost that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think he's definitely, he's by far got more pressure on him than anybody, Um, especially because he's been running his mouth so much.
0: Right. Uh, he he has not, you know, I, I'm going to say this. And and since we don't have anybody who listens to me there who will object much, but he has not had the career for what people claim he is in terms of the playoffs. And, uh, like i said you know they're barely 500 at home in the playoffs in his time <clears throat> uh, and, and so if he's going to be considered one of the greats he can't settle for one super bowl appearance in his career i don't think so uh,
1: no i would agree
0: and... and and getting beat in the first round when you're the number 1 seed would be what that, what's going on here guy and and you know they lost last year at home
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so, as the one seed, so
1: and I'll be rooting for the Niners to say the yeah, least.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I don't root for the Packers, right? Not while I'm breathing, anyway. <laughs> all right, so, so we, we started talking about the Rams and the Bucks. You think the Bucks are a different animal than the Cardinals against the Rams? Uh, the line, uh, the over under is only 48 a point more than the, the, the other, so they're all about the same, but not in a high scoring game. Uh, I remember we we uh, we went opposite directions on that first Rams Bucks game, uh, and I was surprised. I think that the Rams really handled them in Los Angeles, but I was yeah. like the third week of the season, maybe the second third week of the season. Yep so. week
1: week three, Rams uh, thirty four to twenty four at home. Uh, I, that's that was a long time ago. Uh, I know. I think it's relevant, but I don't think it's terribly relevant that they beat them that early in the season. Yeah. The Bucks—they've both scored quite a bit of points here recently, um, with the exception of the getting blanked by the Saints for the Bucks, but that was a division matchup. So I, I like the over in this game, and yeah. I like uh, I. I I think TB twelve does it again. I'd like to pick. It's too small of a spread. If it was three and a half, I might pick the Rams. Two and a half, I'm gonna pick the Bucks.
0: Well, I'm gonna go the other way. Uh, I, isn't Brady on a, a every other year to the Super Bowl thing? So
1: That's I'm just going to one. assume
0: this is where it ends. This is where it ends this year. Um, I I think it's. I think it's a good matchup. I think it would be a good game, and um, uh, I I think maybe the player who makes the big difference in this game is Aaron Donald, and uh, if he if he makes a big difference in this game, I think the Rams win. So uh, I'm I'm not going I'm not going to put it just on on Mr. Stafford. I I think I think they can put enough pressure on Brady. Yeah. If you if you remember that if he's moved off his spot uh, at, at all, he gets kind of shaky. So, uh, I, I suspect the Rams will be, I, I think they'll get enough pressure on him to move him around. And, uh, and I think that'll be the difference in the game. They're going to have to. And again, this,
1: this is the guy that gets the ball out of his hand faster than anybody in the know I think in the history of the NFL. So they're going to get pressure on him and get the pressure on him fast.
0: Yeah. You he know, he, he knows where he's going with it most of the time. So, uh, yeah, you can't. You can't be, can't be thinking he's going to hold it six seconds. But you know the amazing thing to me is how many of these guys don't learn from that. You know, you see them stand there and pound the ball in their hand, one thousand one. You know, and I'm down to my fourth read. Oh God, somebody tackled me. You know, it's like uh, I, I, yeah, it's just kind of amazing. I, I guess you get in a game condition. I'm sure they got to coach them. To count in your head, one thousand, one one thousand two, one thousand three. Throw right, they, 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 but uh, yeah, it's amazing how many of them will stand there till the pocket collapses on them. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of
1: yeah, that's uh, it's
0: a, it's it's one of his gifts. So yeah, yep, yeah. All right, last game, the uh, smallest point spread Sunday night, the Bills at the Chiefs. The Bills uh, pretty much housed them the first time they played. But the game, I think, was the game in Buffalo?
1: It was at Kansas City.
0: Well, they beat them there in Kansas City. So uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, they're – I guess the reason is that uh, the season's turned around after that. But, uh, yeah, uh, interesting.
1: I mean, it's – you give them the three-point home field advantage and it basically makes it a, uh, you know, the Bills a favorite. So uh, okay. one and a half point spread. So I would say this is a, I think this, the the thing to look at here is the over-under at 54. Yeah. This will end up being one of those games that everybody thinks is going to be a big Thirty-five to thirty shootout, and it'll probably end up being more like a twenty to seventeen shootout.
0: That's that's not a shootout.
1: Well, 20,
0: <laughs> 20 to seventeen grinder, huh? Grinder, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Both teams have both teams have good defenses. Both right. teams have good offenses. I mean, they both put up a lot of points, especially the Bills here lately. Uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be more about who can who can grind the clock. Who can keep the ball? Who can make some stops? I like the I like the Bills and the under in this game.
0: Okay, well I'm going to go opposite again. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Chiefs because I believe in Mister Mahomes. So uh, I also believe in their coach. I think they have the better coach and a better quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to, at a point and a half. I'm going to take the home team. As you say, it's not it's not really. Pretty much makes it a pick 'em game. It's
1: a pick 'em, yep.
0: Yeah. I I would much rather see a 38 35 game, but uh, one never knows exactly how those dynamics are going to work, right? But, uh, when I'm up Sunday night, I, I don't, well, it actually, it starts at 6 30, so maybe I don't have to talk about being up very late Sunday night, but uh, Sunday night, I won't want to be watching uh, the end of a Twenty-four ten 10 games as they, you know, we watched the four minute drill for a quarter and a half. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just not sure that the, um, either team can, is going to run the ball good enough against these, these defenses. That'll be the, that'll be the interesting thing.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that probably this is probably one of those games where you will pass to run as opposed to mm-hmm. the other way around uh, that it won't won't be play action so much that that drives the game as it will be, uh, you know, running off uh, what looks like a, a, a pass play, uh, spreading it out and giving it to somebody like Hill on the edge. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, well, pretty even matchup
1: looking at the the stats. Uh, which is
0: kind kind of amazing um uh, because remember the Chiefs started the season terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh so they've come a long way back uh and at one point we thought the Bills were the I actually picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl uh in one of our early season like quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh
1: I think we both did, didn't we?
0: Uh, well, I sure I'll give you that. Uh, but so uh, we've gone from that to they're playing in Kansas City instead, right? So, yep. Uh, which back then we wouldn't have thought was going to happen. But so it's interesting uh, how far the Chiefs have come back in the latter half of the season, and uh, and the, and you know the Bills uh, ended up eleven and six, which. Is a decent record, but at some point we thought they might be the number one seed, and they were situated to be the number one seed at one point. But yeah, yeah, lost a couple games there that probably they would think they
1: wouldn't have thought they should lose. Right, uh, right. And the uh, Titans kind of with their softer schedule at the end, they're kind of of right. backed in. They they just haven't really looked terribly solid to finish the season. So and they barely eked one out against the Texans. So right. The
0: they, they 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 uh they have a softer they have a softer division I think so all right well there there we probably go probably the we'll
1: worst have... quarterback in the in the playoffs right now would you not agree? Well, Tannehill?
0: Well, I'm looking at the list and thinking, well, you know, I, I do not know, I, w- I would have to look at the the ratings, but uh, yeah, I mean, he, he is a uh, maybe average quarter, but we say he is. Uh, let's see here, back to my infamous season leaders in, in QBR, right? Uh, let's see where uh, Mr. Tannehill is. Uh, no, I can't get the list to it. He's not in the top 12. Garoppolo is sixth, believe it or not. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, in QBR, maybe this is just playoff quarterbacks. Where is Tannehill? I guess didn't play last week. This is last week. I'm sorry, I'm talking to myself because I can't figure out what the app is doing.
1: Yeah, I can only get it to go through 12 myself. Well, that
0: that's because the uh, it, it is set on postseason. Uh, Tannehill.
1: Uh, oh, there. Regular. Uh, I got him at 8th. Yeah, you got Tannehill
0: at 8th and Garoppolo at 13th, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of – it's not as simple as good old Ben last week who looked every bit the part of not the best quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think it is pretty clear in both the Saturday matchups uh, that uh, Cincinnati and Green Bay definitely had the better quarterback uh, the way it looks right now. Although Burrow is eleventh on the
1: season, yeah, you <laughs> saw that. Yeah. For everybody else besides uh, everybody else is in the top ten besides Burrow and Garoppolo. I would still put Burrow in,
0: yeah. in top there. But if you go by PAA, how many points? Points adjusted, Burrow is eighth, and uh, you know, Tannehill is ninth, and Garoppolo is sixteenth. So uh, I, I think
1: Jimmy G takes the takes the yell in this scenario.
0: Uh yeah, well, but I, I think I think there's more, yeah. You know, I think he has a better team around him than, than, than Rogers does. So
1: yeah, yeah, I think he's probably got the fewest pass attempts if you go pass plays and he's probably even further down. Yeah, he's all the way down at twenty second. So all right. doesn't Doesn't throw the ball a ton. They don't
0: they don't pay Aaron forty million dollars a year to hand it off.
1: Correct. Of course he's 19th on the list for plays.
0: Maybe they do. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, I was shocked. All right, John John O. We we've uh we we've covered a lot of minutes here. Yeah. Uh uh, anything else you want to cover? Uh you know, John, we're only a couple of weeks from the Winter Olympics. Are so you getting psyched?
1: Uh, I do like a few events at the Winter Olympics, but I don't get too locked in on it.
0: No, no, you haven't been. Uh, you haven't been prepping the figure skating.
1: Mm, uh, well, we got that that male figure skater. That's pretty good, Chen. He's pretty awesome.
0: Well, look at look at you acting like you really have been prepping the. Uh, the figure skating
1: i do i like figure skating i think it's probably one of the most entertaining sports to watch in the winter olympics
0: yeah so so i am making figure skating jokes in part john uh because uh the goldbergs uh this week this past (laughs) week episodes i i don't know if you saw it i didn't uh but but uh Barry and Bev uh, realized that one of, if not their only quality bonding experience, just the two of them was over, over watching figure skating. And uh, they, 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 uh, you know, sorry about the spoiler, but they they end up in sparkly outfits on the ice trying to recreate figure skating. So it was, uh, yeah, there are a lot of things said that were just, you know, Cringe worthy, yeah,
1: yeah. Interesting,
0: yeah. Figure skating.
1: Oh, I right. did finally watch. I forgot to tell you, I watched the uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie this week.
0: Oh, mm. yeah, it was cute. Oh, cute.
1: Ooh. Have you seen it?
0: No, I'm not. I've uh, I've avoided it nicely. Yes.
1: It's so. It's a nice little nostalgic throwback. Is it? It mm. is, especially for Harold Remy who's passed away so
0: ah well yeah I, I know the one that's on our maybe watch list uh, has been for a couple weeks is uh, uh, what's the title of being the Ricardos with uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, uh, Javier Bardem as the uh, Lucy and
1: yeah I guess Ricky. a friend of ours watched that and they, they liked it um the one I kind of want to see that's out right now is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, which I guess is really good.
0: Well, you know, it's been out for
1: weeks. Well, I I haven't been to a movie theater in almost three years, bro.
0: Well, bro, bro, it's, I, I'm sure it's been online for three weeks.
1: I, well, I just, some people have things to do. I, I don't live in a freezing climate. I get to play golf on weekends, too.
0: You Okay, could you repeat that again?
1: I don't live in a freezing climate. I get to play golf on weekends also.
0: Uh, Yeah, just rub that in. And you didn't even ask how warm it was this morning.
1: Is it in double digits? No.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. Very, very nice. And I want you to know, I went into the bathroom this morning, which is on the north side of the house and not near a radiator. And it reminded me of uh, being at my grandparents at Christmas time, going to the outhouse, which is all they had. So yeah, so yeah, eight, eight degree, eight degree days, uh, yeah, is not a comfortable experience on that side of the house.
1: Did you just completely age yourself by talking about going to the outhouse?
0: Well, uh, you know, when when people talk about the good old days, John, I I, I remember how good they weren't because. <laughs> My yes, my grandparents' place when I was a, a kid uh, did Agreed. not have indoor plumbing, right?
1: So, Steve, I have a question for you. Okay, is it about right. indoor plumbing? No. You're changing Are you... the
0: subject completely.
1: Yeah. So I sent you that uh, TikTok yesterday about the the handrails in London, and you're yeah. you're telling me that's complete BS
0: uh i i think the part that's complete bs is that they're everywhere so okay uh, i will be intrigued to see if uh knowing this when we're in london we think at the end of june if i actually see any that look like that's where they came from (laughs) he was not he was not very exact about where you could see them right
1: correct they did not specify locations, but for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there was a, there was a TikToker from London that, uh, he's fairly popular, he's kind of funny, but anyways, he was saying that the, recycled the stretchers from World War II, and made basically handrails out of them, and they're quote-unquote everywhere in London.
0: Yeah, that is what he said. Uh, I do not doubt for a minute that that's what they did with the stretchers post World War II, because London uh, did not have a good time of it during or after the war. Uh, right. But uh, it, it is a huge city of seven million, and I suspect you could wander around the city if you didn't know where to look and never, never see them. So everywhere, and, right? Uh, yeah, but that's there. You go. But it is, it is an interesting uh, factoid, and, and if I see one, I'll send you a picture.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I do not know what happened, uh, but I guess maybe the lawnmower has come.
1: Yep, the, uh, the, cr- the crew is rolling up.
0: Okay, and, 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 it, and it, sounds, it, it sounds like you're living in 101 days, so uh, I think <laughs> it's time to go, John.
1: All right, bro, you have a great day.
0: You, too. All right. Stay warm.
1: You, too. Uh,
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Bye, bro.
1: Bye, bro.